Welcome to day 24 of Shaped by the Word. We're continuing through the Gospel of Luke, and we've hit a section in Luke where Jesus and the disciples are slowly progressing from uh, Galilee, where most of their ministry has taken place in the Gospel of Luke, and are moving toward Jerusalem. And not only moving toward Jerusalem, Luke is moving us toward the cross on uh, two different occasions. He has already warned the disciples that the cross looms large ahead of them. Uh, the Son of Man must suffer and must die and must be raised from the dead. And so as we continue on this journey, that is very much on the mind of Jesus, but not so much on the mind of the disciples. So we pick up in the middle of uh, Luke 11, but before we do, let's uh, offer ourselves uh, to the Lord. Heavenly Father, thank you for the grace you have given us. We thank you that Jesus set his face like flint toward this Jerusalem and, and toward the call that you had given him, the baptism that you had for him, the cup that you had for him. We thank you that he bore our sins so that we might know your righteousness and be restored to you. Mm. As we read today, may you teach us, may you build us up in Christ Jesus. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Luke chapter 11, verse 29. As the crowds increased, Jesus said, this is a wicked generation to ask for a sign, but none will be given it except the sign of Jonah. For as Jonah was assigned to the Ninevites, so also will the Son of Man be to this generation. The Queen of the South will rise up at judgment with the people of this generation and condemn them. For she came from the ends of the earth to listen to Solomon's wisdom. And now something greater than Solomon is here. The men of Nineveh will stand up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it. For they repented at the preaching of Jonah, and now something greater than Jonah is here. No one lights a lamp and puts it in a place where it will be hidden or under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand so that those who come in may see the light. Your eye is the lamp of your body. When your eyes are healthy, your whole body is full of light. But when your eyes are unhealthy, your body is also full of darkness. See to it then that the light within you is not darkness. Therefore, if your whole body is full of light and no part of it dark, it will be just as full of light as when a lamp shines its light on you. When Jesus had finished speaking, a Pharisee invited him to eat with him. So he went in and reclined at the table. But the Pharisee was surprised when he noticed that Jesus did not first wash before the meal. Then the Lord said to him, Now then, you Pharisees, clean the outside of the cup and the dish, but inside you are full of greed and wickedness. You foolish people, did not the one who made the outside make the inside also? But now as for what is inside you, be generous to the poor, and everything will be clean for you. Woe to you Pharisees, because you give God a tenth of your mint and brew and all other kinds of garden herbs, but you neglect justice and the love of God. You should have practiced the latter without leaving the former undone. Woe to you Pharisees, because you love the most important seats in the synagogue and the respectful greetings in the marketplace. Woe to you, because you're like unmarked graves when people walk over you without knowing it. One of the experts in the law answered him, Teacher, when you say these things, you insult us also. Jesus replied, And you experts in the law, woe to you, because you load people down with burdens they can hardly carry, and you yourselves will not lift one finger to help them. Woe to you, because you build tombs for the prophets, and it was your ancestors who killed them. So you testify that you approve of what your ancestors did. They killed the prophets, and you build their tombs. Because of this, God in his wisdom said, I will send them prophets and apostles, some of whom they will kill, and others they will persecute. Therefore, this generation will be held responsible for the blood of all the prophets that has been said since the beginning of the world. From the blood of Abel to the blood of Zechariah, who was killed between the altar and the sanctuary, 
Yes, I tell you, this generation will be held responsible for it all. Woe to you experts in the law because you have taken away the key to knowledge. You yourselves have not entered, and you've hindered those who are entering. When Jesus went outside, the Pharisees and the teachers of the law began to oppose him fiercely and to besiege him with questions, waiting to catch him and something that he might say. So we see the opposition growing as we <laughs> head toward Jerusalem. Not only the crowds you know, growing. Yeah. You know, the very first mention of the passage was as the crowds you know, continue to increase, yeah. we also see the opposition increasing yeah. as we head toward uh, Jerusalem as well. So some scathing you know, condemnation you know, about the teachers of law and the Pharisees in this passage. Uh, but first, we start off with the, the sign of the sign of Jonah. Mm-hmm. Sign of Jonah in Luke is a little bit different than the sign of Jonah in Matthew, right? Yeah, Matthew. Yeah, Matthew. <laughs> yeah, in Matthew, yeah, you get you know just as Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days, you know, so the Son of Man must be in the belly of the earth, you know, and, and pointing us towards the the sign of Jonah is the resurrection. You know, it's Jesus must go through the cross and the resurrection, and he'll he'll be raised to life. But here we get no mention of that from Luke. No. Matter of fact, he comes back and he kind of completes the process. Uh, the Ninevites never really would have seen, you know, uh, Jonah being spit up on the seashore and everything yeah. you know that happened yeah. there. So that wouldn't have been a sign to them. That was a sign to those who read the Hebrew Scripture. But the sign to the Ninevites was a man preaching repentance. Mm-hmm. And of course, that's the way that he closes. You know that you know that section. The men of Nineveh will stand up at the judgment with this generation condemn it, for they repented at the preaching of Jonah, and now something greater than Jonah is here. And of course, you have to love the something greater is here. Yeah. Yeah. Queen of the South came from the far ends of the earth to hear Solomon, but something greater is here. Yeah. The entire nation, or the entire city of Nineveh, you know, the, the strongest uh, pagan nation of the time that stood against everything God was repented at the preaching uh, of Jonah and something greater than Jonah is here. And you have to note that, yes, like they were, Ninevites were pagans and the queen of the south, which is the queen of Sheba, right, was not an Israelite woman, queen, right? So you have, you know, once again, Jesus highlighting that these people who are not included in the people of God are seeing and accepting this, the grace of God. And, yeah. and you're not. Like, you're mm-hmm. seeing the Messiah right in front of you, and yet you are choosing to go against him. Mm-hmm. Well, and I love how, I mean, just what Jesus is doing here. I mean, first, as the crowds increase, this is a terrible church growth strategy. You know, to then say this is a wicked generation. You know, I mean, <laughs> this isn't something they teach you in, in yes, how to yes. grow a church. But a little seeker sensitive yeah. preaching by Jesus. I love, I love that just drawing these ideas together. I mean, Solomon was known for his wisdom. You know, I mean, that he was the wisest king. You know, that Israel had ever seen. And Jesus says, someone wiser than Solomon is here. You know, someone greater than Solomon is here. Someone greater than Jonah is here. And you take these ideas together and kind of with Matthew, it's, you know, what is greater? It's it's this proclamation of the gospel yeah. found in the person of Jesus. And, and so now, you know, here we are thousands of years later, and we're still testifying to the something greater has come. Right. Uh, Solomon's wisdom was only... Uh, you know, a, a foretaste of the wisdom we find in Christ, all the riches of wisdom, according to, you know, to, you know, to Paul. And, and of course, the opportunity that the Ninevites had to repent is 
only a foreshadowing of the opportunity that we have to repent. And Katie, you're so right. You know, the mega theme again, you know, for Luke is those who are far away, uh, you know, are coming to the Lord mm-hmm. or, you know, coming and finding grace. And those who are near are ignoring the opportunities to repent. Uh, interesting, uh, you know, little section on the, the lamp of the body mm-hmm. uh, where he talks about the eye as the lamp of the body. And he uses, uh, you know, the, the lighting of the, the lamp in a little bit different way, you know, that it gives light to the whole house. But then he talks about your eye and it kind of takes us, you know, back to, you know, what John said. You know, we talk about the lust of our eyes, you know, what we set our eye on, you know, is, is, is the thing that we, we, we go after. And uh, so he's telling us, you know, to set our eye in the right you know, in the right direction. And if our eye is healthy, if we've set our heart and our eyes on the right thing, then our entire bodies, you know, will be healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just think that's, that's such a easy passage to preach from, I would assume. Like, I mean, that will, that'll preach all day, right? It's so easy yeah. to be convicted by that. because it's the heart of the Sermon on the Mount in a lot of ways. Yeah. You Where know, is to eyes? have this singular devotion and focus on, the, on, on Christ. Mm-hmm. Right, a single eye, a single treasure. Yeah, there was one more there. Oh, an undivided. Now, now I don't know. Anyway, yeah. yes, yeah, we were so close. Yeah, we were recalling. This is going to be the greatest episode. Ever. We were recalling one of Matt's sermons, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, for, from earlier. But uh, aren't you impressed? I remembered two points from one of yeah. your sermons. Good job, good job, Paul. Uh, you had three. Better than just but, uh, remembering uh, an illustration. Yes, <laughs> no, no, doubt, no doubt about it. But it is, yeah, the call. It is also a call to the single, you know, to single heart in Matthew, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, as well, and an undivided heart. Uh, yeah. Which ushers into the blessing, you know, of Christ. Then we invited treasure. That's yeah, what it was. There you are. It was. There you are. He said treasure. So, we can uh, so you can go back and uh, find that on uh, Christ Church Sermon <laughs> Archives and listen yeah. listen to that as a part as a part of this. The the criticism of the Pharisees, uh, you know, the main criticism, uh, you know, that you're finding is their hearts or their eye is set on something else. Mm-hmm. He said outwardly you're doing all the right things but inside you you're really kind of greedy you're living for yourself you're not living for the sake of uh, the one you were called to worship and you're not living for the sake of those who are you know poor and disenfranchised so uh, he, he tells them you know now you foolish now you Pharisees clean the outside of the cup and the dish uh, but inside you're full of greed and wickedness um, and what a what a what a huge mm-hmm. indictment yeah. they're indicted for you know, their hypocrisy, yeah. looking good on the outside, but on the inside, you know, not paying yeah. attention. When you, and you said it earlier, you know, Jesus, I feel like, always saves his harshest rebuke for those who think they're in, you know, rather than those who are outside. And I think a lot of times we think Jesus would be the one who would just rebuke those who are outside or those who are like, oh, come on, get your act together, you know, clean up. But the ones that Jesus always has harsh rebukes for are the ones who think they're already in or the ones who think they are, you know, righteous and, and you know, and appear righteous and what jesus does is turn it around and say you know no you're you're full of greed and wickedness you know woe to you woe to you woe to you and i mean these are these are strong statements woe statements are strong statements kind of in line you know in line with the prophets this is what the prophets yeah. did and don't like i feel like yes and we shouldn't we take read this and and have a heart check you know are we assuming that we're in because of what we do or are we fully are we accepting the grace that he's given us because nothing we could ever do would put us in you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. and um 
I just so much, like so often as we read Luke, I see the Pharisees as the villains and I'm constantly reminded that I am them. And um, I think we all need to have an attitude of like, I, if it weren't for the grace of Jesus, I would be this person Mm -hmm. and constantly needing to let him wash over us and make us new because otherwise we turn into this kind of person that really we, we see in real life and we don't like, (laughs) we don't like those people, but they tend to be us. But you know, anytime, you know, we read scripture, it should be a heart check. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. And uh, you know, the Pharisees were, you know, the heroes of their own story. Mm -hmm. Uh, where the gospel only has room for one hero mm-hmm. and, and the rest of us are, are, are exposed and uh, as being people who have set our eyes on other things and set our hearts on other things. And what's interesting here, and this is you know typical of Luke, you know how he suggests that you clean the inside of the cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, be generous to the poor mm-hmm. and everything will be clean for you. And so he brings us back, you know, to into the sense of biblical justice and the care for the poor is is the sign that your heart has been transformed no longer greedy but generous is the call into the two half absolutely and And then of course it's a go ahead katie well i was just going to point out verse 46 um, that's what i was going to point out good Yeah. yeah and so verse 46 and you experts in the law woe to you because you load people down with burdens they can hardly carry and you yourselves won't even lift a finger to help them i mean he's talking about just the traditions that they have put in place to burden the people of god and they can't carry that burden and they're not even helping them to carry it and then of course you contrast that with what jesus says in matthew eleven twenty eight. he says come to me and i have a yoke that is easy so jesus doesn't say you won't have something to carry but my yoke is easy and light and i take my yoke upon you and learn from me and it's just such a huge contrast yeah. and we have to see that and it's also a good you know a good way to think about discipleship are we burdening people with all of uh, you know with all of our rules and all of mm-hmm. our regulations and all of our demands or are we walking beside people and helping them uh, you know carry those burdens and you know come into the presence of mm-hmm. Jesus mm-hmm. Uh, you know as well you, you have the same thing you know in verse 52 what are you experts in law because you've taken away the key mm-hmm. to knowledge yourselves have not entered and you're hindering those around you from entering so they're majoring on the the minors and minoring on the majors and they've missed the kingdom of god altogether. All and uh, as you've said you know katie that that can often be you know an indictment uh, of us mm-hmm. matt do you mind closing this yeah, word of prayer? father we thank you for your grace Um, We thank you for the reminder as we read scripture that (laughs) left to ourselves, we are Pharisees, we are the experts in the law, we are left in our sin and and dead in our trespasses, but thanks be to you and to your grace that you have saved us. And Father, we pray that you would continue to transform our own um, pharisaical hearts and and forgive us of the times where we seek to... um, to lay down burdens on others without lifting them. Um, God, would you continue to give us your heart for for your people? Um, And would we live in accordance with that? Um, Father, would we be people who deeply love you and love one another, who seek justice, who love mercy, and who walk humbly with you? It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Mm